0: a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer
1: Mallory O'Meara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're ticking off the first box of the 2021 Reading Glasses Challenge, and that is figure out your wheelhouse.
0: But first, what are you reading, Bria? I am
1: reading my first book that's coming that came out in 2021. It came out um just a few days ago from when this releases um on January 19th. It is Remote Control by Netia
0: Akorafor. Um nice. Yeah. I know you were excited about a new uh book from her. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um this is a great one. It is um um this girl whose original name is Fatima but then ends up her name changes uh, at some point and she becomes, uh, and she becomes Sankofa. Um, she, um, there's like, it's like, it's sort of, it's an, it's a little bit of an alien story, but she becomes the daughter of, the angel of death, this daughter of death. There's a lot of names for her. But essentially something happens to her early on involving this seed. <laughs> and um, she, she, uh, um, can glow out of, set this glow out of her body that can kill people. And then everyone learns this, and then she's, like, tracking. She basically, it's a woman on a journey. She has to, like, go around <laughs> through various villages and try to track down this seed her whole life. Um, I, the way I'm explaining it is confusing, but basically there's something that kind of supernatural alien that happens to her, and then she's trying to, like, figure it out through the whole book. Um, but she gets this reputation for being the angel, this this death this bringer of death, this harbinger of death, because she has killed people along the way over the course of many years. Um, Also, she can't touch electronics. So she's trying to get to this, this thing that she knows is somewhere, but she can't get in a car. So she has to walk everywhere. So it takes her forever to get everywhere. It's a oh, fantastic wow. book. It's really well written. It's a very like hero's journey, interesting book. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, what are you reading? I know you love Annette for yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, very, very good sci-fi. Um, what are you reading?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, so start getting the trumpets and drums ready, folks. One of the big buzzy books of 2021. One of uh, our, our beloved reading glasses authors that we talk about all the time. We have a new Sarah Gailey book out next mm-hmm. month. Uh, And I'm reading an arc of it. It's every bit as good as folks hope it will be. It's, you know, it's a Sarah Gailey book. So it is super character driven. It is really, really compelling. It is incredible. And so this is like, but it's like a sci-fi. Magic for Liars was like more of a fantasy magic book. Echo Wife is like a domestic sci-fi thriller. And it was one of the, it's funny. I, um. I'm actually reading a couple other books, um, but I am reading this on, um, on Kindle because a lot of publishers are not sending out ARCs right now because of, you know, we've been in a fucking pandemic for more for almost a year. Um, so I was like, man, I really, really want to read this. And I realized that, you know, Jeremy, my boyfriend has a Kindle. So I was like, oh, I can hook up our net, our reading glasses, NetGalley account to Jeremy's Kindle and read it on there. So, um, and I was just setting it all up and I was like, well, I'll just open it up and see. And ended up reading like almost half of it in one go. Oh, yeah. I could not put could not put it down. It's about this woman and she's this like brilliant, you know, geneticist and scientist. And she's going through a divorce because her her ex-husband created a clone of her from her own technology and left her for the clone of her. Uh, and more bad, ridiculous scary unsettling things ensue from there and it is it's absolutely wonderful it is it's a book that you just like inhale
1: um yeah I I will say I read it last year um and uh I loved it and you're right I read it on a flight I read it on my flight to Europe like I finished the whole thing because it's just like so easy to read yeah yeah people should definitely pre-order this one
0: yeah it's, it's one of those books where I was like oh good finally it's like got to the point where I feel like I can put it down and then something else happens and I'm like oh shit I gotta read another chapter I need to know what happens uh, and it is out on February 16th so less than a month from when this episode drops you should pre-order it now absolutely and I know that Sarah is going to be doing a bunch of really cool virtual book tour events uh, which we uh, will post about on our reading glasses social media but there's a, there's a few that I'm really really excited about and it's going to be a blast uh, so that's The Echo Wife by Sarah Gailey. And mine is Remote, remote Control by Nettie Corfor. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Michelle wrote in with a hot snack tip. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> This just like was, mouth, uh, mouth
1: noises play instead of uh, meow, meow, meow.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my cats makes those that noise when he. Uh, do your cats do that thing where if there's a f- uh, meal, like a food that they really really like, they start kind of like growling into the bowl? My new cat does it every morning when she
1: eats. Well, she's new to me, but she's sixteen, and when she eats, she she literally goes like meow 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 meow. Like it's like the craziest <laughs> noises that she makes. She sounds like <laughs> we've started calling her uh, like she sounds like a like a. What do you, like, uh, we, we call her the gremlin or the wookie or what? Like, we have all sorts of <laughs> names to her because she's always like,
0: meow, 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 while she's eating. It's so strange. You should record that noise and we can play it for Hot Snack tips. Okay, I'll, I'll try to get it. I'll, I'll, I'll stick a <laughs> microphone on there. Uh, But Michelle wrote in, so this was in response to our non-human protagonist episode where we were talking about how much we wished that we were just like happy woodland creatures like living in the hollow of a tree and making Mm -hmm. acorn bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Michelle said, I was just listening to your episode 145 and you guys were talking about how you think you can eat acorns. And I'm sure someone has already told you this, but oh well, Michelle, they have not. They have not. Uh, (laughs) This is the first acorn-related hot snack tip we got. (laughs) Uh, and And Michelle says, I wanted to let you know that that yes, you can. In college, I took a class on finding food in the wild and wrote a zombie survival manual using that information. Uh, We learned that acorns are edible, but they are very bitter. I'm not kidding. So one way to take a little of the bitterness out is to soak them in water for a long time. You can shell the acorns and soak them in a pot of fresh water changing it every day or tie them in a mesh bag and leave them sitting in running fresh water for a while and it will get rid of some of the bitterness then you can grind them up and make flour you will be surprised how many edible plants are just out there for free wow you know you came here for books but
1: what you're walking (laughs) away with is survival tips
0: I'm going to start my journey as a character from from Redwall. I'm going to go live in a little hollow in the in the ground and make an a umbrella out of a leaf. I, I cannot wait for this, my well, you, new life. Well, you know,
1: Parable of the Sower,
0: I think maybe this is what brought it up, but Parable of the Sower, there's a lot of acorn bread in there.
1: So I, I knew you could make acorn bread, but I did not know you could just eat a little acorn. Just a meal. I'll have the acorns, please. <laughs> I'll have uh, one soaked acorn, please. One soaked acorn with a side of ranch dressing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Katie wrote in and said, as I tuned into your IG erotica live stream, this is uh, what we did during the uh, Maximum Fun Drive. Uh, we read an erotica and then we discussed it out out loud, uh, obviously. We just did it, but we discussed <laughs> it online. Um, so Katie wrote, and as I tuned into your IG erotica live stream, I turned on my Wi-Fi speaker and placed it on the windowsill so I could hear better as I was cleaning up around the house. I was laughing out loud and enjoying the discussion when I got a text from my boyfriend who just happens to be my next door neighbor. Just happens. Yeah, right. I asked, are you listening to my erotica recap? He said he could hear it as he walked by the house. I got a few more texts after that, including who masturbates on a leather couch in 90 degree weather
0: <laughs> which is w- what my question yeah was. yeah it's
1: very true it's very true dating your neighbor is definitely strange at times by the way for those who don't know the book that we read was about sleeping with your neighbor that was it's yes, called it's, being it's neighborly being
0: being neighborly by make a james which we loved but it definitely yeah. you know it involves fucking your neighbor yeah like bria said if it doesn't work out the ramifications are huge huge,
1: huge. uh pun intended she didn't write that <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but it can also be incredibly convenient, especially when you're an almost 40-year-old who is set in your ways and scared to move in with someone. All right, I love that dating feedback. Wow, you show up here for books, <laughs> you get acorn, you get survival tips, and how to date in your 40s. Oh, but um, you gotta read
0: the last line. Uh, fingers <laughs> crossed,
1: it all works out, but for now, I'm going to invest in some headphones. Very fun.
0: <laughs> I do love the thought of all of Katie's neighbors hearing us talk about, sexy neighbor sex
1: like she's hinting at the rest of them they're like, like they're like oh no we're next oh no. we're gonna date katie next <laughs>
0: oh my god uh so you can email us at read at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show deliver to your inbox every month you can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes yeah uh, quick bookmark for me if you're in
1: the uk listening to this um my uh movie 12 hour shift comes out on um Uh, Blu-ray and DVD. They're, like, it should be out now. I think it comes out, like, this week. Um, And I'm doing a lot of, like, UK interviews. I also have a UK-related
0: bookmark. So just, like, shout-out to all our UK listeners today. Uh, Just a reminder, again, that lady from the Black Lagoon, it's coming out in the UK. Uh, It comes out February 4th. um, And I I think I may may have listed the date wrong on my Twitter account because I didn't realize that in the UK you do month, date, or... Yeah, month, yeah. date, la- <laughs> a year. Here in the U.S., we do day, month, year. Um, but it's February fourth, uh, and I'm really, really excited. It's out in paperback. Uh, a few people have asked about signed books. Uh, I am unable to travel to the U.K. right now, but if a book store or someone in uh, a bookstore or um, maybe my publisher decides to send me a bunch of books to sign and then mail back, I would totally do that. But currently. Uh, I don't have a way to to sign books, uh, but yeah, you can pre-order it right now. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to learn all about the woman who designed the grief from the Black Moon. Uh, so before we talk about wheelhouses, we're going to take a quick break. Hola, Bria. Hola, Mallory. In case you don't speak Spanish, that means hello, Bria. And hello, Mallory. <laughs> and we just learned it from Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Unlike the infamous language classes
1: that you took in high school, Babbel designs their 15-minute lessons with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Things that you use every single day. And also, 15 minutes. That's not very
0: long. You have 15 minutes to learn a new language every day. Yeah, we, we nowadays, we all know that we're spending six hours a day watching the news, Give your brain a break and take 15 minutes and learn a language. Because with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, which includes Spanish, French, Italian, German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps to improve your pronunciation and accent, which is super awesome and really, really, really helps you out in your lessons. When I set up my account and started doing the lessons, I was really sort of pleasantly surprised by how wonderfully it's set up. It's super easy to use, and it just feels like... You're learning phrases and words that you're imme- you would immediately use in real life.
1: So right now, when you purchase a three month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for just the
0: price of three. What a deal! Yeah, it is. It is a super, super deal. This is, I mean, it's the beginning of the year. We've all set resolutions. Maybe you wanted to learn a l- new language. Maybe you wanted to, you know, spend 15 minutes a day just like doing something that's good for yourself and, and not, you know, watching the news or doom scrolling on Twitter. It, it sound, it's really not that much time, but it is so helpful. It is so much fun. And it will, it, it's like a nice little break for your day where you're learning something that you'll actually use. Uh, so, just go to babble.com and use promo code glasses. That's B A B B E L.com code glasses for an extra three months free. So, when you purchase three months, you get six months. Six whole months, that'll take you to the summer. That's incredible. So, babble.com code glasses. Yeah. Babbel, language for life. Glasses. Babble. <laughs> Babble. <laughs> Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller.
1: Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man, it sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks. Every week, myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential
0: guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives.
1: Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again?
0: Heat Rocks Deep Dives into Hot Records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. This week, we're ticking off our first box on the 2021 Reading Glasses Challenge. Figure out your wheelhouse. Reader wheelhouses are something that comes up a lot on the show. It's a list of subjects, tropes, or types of story slash writing that will always get you to pick up a book.
1: It's like one of the most popular um, on the Reading Glasses Slack. It's one of the most popular channels. People love
0: it. And you should t- tell them quickly about that amazing thing we got tagged in on Instagram with the seventh graders.
1: Oh, yeah. And also someone tagged us with a um, uh, a photo um, in their classroom. Uh, the teacher tagged us, not the student. The but-
0: teacher who happens to be middle grade horror author Lauren Lawrence, whose book The Stitchers I read uh, last year and absolutely loved. So yeah. it was really cool. And she teaches seventh graders
1: and she has a whole wall of pe- where they put their wheelhouses up, which is super rad. And I think it really helps them to like – I mean I don't know this is my assumption it helps them to see see like what they want to read next, which we can get into why we think that it's important to know your wheelhouse,
0: yeah, because not only are wheelhouses fun to make because oh, we me and Bria love making a list mm, crazy sure. about making lists oh, I love, uh, but they're helpful to figure out because they can help you find more books you like, which is why we put it in this year's challenge, yeah, the um, know
1: thyself is what we wanted to do <laughs> I mean, because i mean it's it's fun because I feel like we get a lot of wheelhouses, people like to figure out what their wheelhouses are, but if you haven't figured out. What yours is, is we we think it's really important because it'll help you to know, like, you know, if I really don't know what to read, you can figure out what to read next.
0: Yeah. So, Bria, what is your wheelhouse? It's been I feel like it's been a while since we checked in on, on what our wheelhouses are. OK, so I went and found my last one, which I think I'm going to
1: print this out because I need to have it somewhere. But my last one was Woman on a Journey. Anything involving a road. By the way, the book I'm reading, I just read, the Nettie Corfer book, both those things. Apocalypses in general, post-apocalypses. <laughs> Any group in space or on another planet. People dealing with a science fictional event. Dogs that don't die, shit your pants horror, stuff in deserts. And uh, personal story inside of a large event, which is really my biggest one. It's like there's a huge event happening, but we just are following this couple who happen to also be around Uh, or happen to follow (laughs) this person who is like dealing with like her version of the apocalypse. Um, So what I'm going to do is combine a few of those, I think, and just say escapist books set in a cool location because that would include like apocalypses, post-apocalypses, space books um things like that and 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 um also include near future technologies which is something I really like but I think I need to add two things that we have discovered in the last year or so magical realism related to food I love a magical realism related <laughs> to food that's my real life You like, really do It's a real um uh very small category but it's very comforting to me to read them like it makes me like even if it's like kind of scary, it's comforting. I mean, this is not related to food, but I read that book, Perfume, recently, and that one was like very I much like. Yeah, which book. is not food, that's smell, but you know, smell and taste are totally linked. Um, and like, that's kind of like the kind of you thing like that. maybe I'm into. sensory magic? Yeah, maybe. Maybe sensory magic. I know Magical realism isn't related to food, is one. Um, and the other one is Towns with a Secret. I love a town with a secret. You go in and you're like, what's the secret here? I'm an outsider. And then you have to figure it out. Or the townspeople are trying to, call, you're following the townspeople, keeping it a secret. That's like something I really
0: love. Um, oh, you know what? I might have to add a version of that to mine. Okay. But what is yours? Um, so, well, my my wheelhouse, I've added a couple of things, uh, but it is generally the same. One, you know, I love a haunted house book. Okay. I maybe love a haunted house book too much. Yeah, you love a haunted house book completely obsessed werewolves uh i added florida because i left it off last time and i somehow forget how much i love books about florida uh circuses and carnivals mm-hmm. uh found families and i added the interior lives of women like Me, their i love he- like what well, their headspace
1: not like they're like interior decorating
0: no <laughs> I want to know where to put a nice decorative vase. That is a big question for me. I do, me. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a book that, and it doesn't matter where, like, if it's just like a literary fiction, sci-fi, it doesn't matter. But I do love a book that's, like, in exploring, like, the mental space of a woman. Just, like, how, what she's, like, what she's going through, how she's growing. Like, I, I just am so fascinated by that. Um and then evil books, because we did that episode last year for Halloween about, like, spooky, haunted, maybe possessed. Oh, like an satan- like evil book within a book.
1: Not like yes. you're not saying you want a book that's evil to read. Like, you want a book within a book kind of thing.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Any blurb or description that includes spooky, scary, or weird. And then I think my small town – I love a small town with a possibly supernatural secret that when revealed – break like explodes all of the things happening like exposes all the secrets of everybody in the town
1: oh yeah yeah, like yeah.
0: oh this this monster came through but also it's exposing how this person's sleeping with that person and this person's been you know uh embezzling money from the town hall for like all the bad things happening in a town come to light after this like weird possibly supernatural event something that i'm always looking for um and i have picked up so literally every single book I've ever seen described like this if, if, if anyone ever says this book is like Twin Peaks I will I will buy it and read it. Sure. Yeah. You should probably put Twin Peaks related books on there. Yeah, but I and I will say though it is very almost every single book anyone's ever described like that I I've read and not liked. No, I mean <laughs> like I'm, if it's like about Twin Peaks somehow. Like oh, the actual true. show. That's true. I have read a lot of Twin Peaks books.
1: You know, you having Florida makes me realize I should have, I have deserts, which I love, but also I should just have Texas because I love stuff set in Texas. You do love a Texas book. Yeah, that should probably be on mine too.
0: Um, So now wheelhouses don't just have to be subjects or tropes. I think that also trips some people up uh, because it's anything, it's really anything that will get you to pick up a book. Because last year we also talked about the four reading pathways, which is language, plot, Character and setting, Priya, you are setting, I am plot. Um, that it, also might help narrow things down for people. Yeah,
1: and what's, what's, um, what's helpful about that is I can look at my wheelhouse and be like, oh, I literally say space, apocalypse, deserts, uh, roads. And so it's like I know it's setting by looking at that list. Um, just how, you know, and I think that will, that could possibly help people when they're, when they're trying to figure things out. If you know one, you can kind of figure out the other.
0: Yes. And also might include the author. Uh, we see a lot of people talking about how they love reading own voices books. Um, you know, we see queer authors a lot in people's wheelhouses, for example. Uh, so like a, a a lot of folks see a book written by a queer author and are like, yes, I want to read that. And if that is so like you can put written by a queer author in your wheelhouse. Right. So, okay. So we get a lot of fan mail from
1: people asking how to figure out their wheelhouses. And the best thing to do, the easiest thing to do is look first at what books you have in common. Like what, what all of your books have in common, right? And it might not be very obvious at first. It might be uh, not be like, oh, it's a bunch of books set in space or a bunch of female protagonists or something like that. It might be have to do with the plot. or Like we said, it might have to do with the language. Um, it might have to do... With character, or maybe it is something like female authors, or maybe it is something like queer authors, something like that. So think of what you love about your favorite books and what are the first things that come to mind.
0: So, Bria, do you think knowing about your wheelhouse helps you find books that you like? Oh my God.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um what it helps with me the most is it helps me pick my next book, especially when I'm like, I want something comfortable that like makes that I know I'm going to finish. <laughs> Because often I'll pick up something outside my wheelhouse because I'm like, I'm going to challenge myself and maybe I don't finish it or I'm just not that excited about it. Um, And if I'm looking for that comfortable spot, I know I can pick something within my wheelhouse. Um, It especially helps with like, you know, I'm looking at my library list. I'm like, oh, I have, you know, 70 books on this wish list. Like what books should I read? And I'm like, okay, I know that I don't want to venture out and read something new, but I do want a new book. I want comfort food. I want, so so here goes the like book set in, a desert apocalypse with a road um (laughs) um, and then and that's like it's a comfortable place for me which i think is
0: is good what about you do you think knowing your wheelhouse helps uh i absolutely do Uh, i think part of the reason why i'll never run out of books to read is because i really am tuned into what books are in my wheelhouse i could honestly spend just six months reading all the circus related books that are out there there are so many um where I really think it comes in handy is combining your wheelhouse items. Like you said, um, out of all the zillions of books that come out every year, if I see one that's like, a novel about the interior life of a female werewolf or a haunted house in Florida or a plot-driven thriller about a carnival. I know that I'm more likely to read it. Uh, I think a lot of folks get overwhelmed by all the book choices. I mean, literally hundreds of books come out every single week. Uh, And we get that. (laughs) Uh, I think knowing what things are likely to make you love a book is so, so helpful in picking one out. I also think it helps you save time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, even if it's something simple like, I like scary books or I like romantic books. And you're trying to find something to read and you look at like, oh, the new releases in your in your local bookstore, and they're like, this book is scary. You're like, awesome, great, that's what I want.
1: Yeah, and I think also it's probably saving people a lot of book guilt, right? Like if someone's like, you got to read this book about Martians and blah, 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 and you, you can be like, you know, I'm never – it's like the biggest book in the world, but I'm like I'm never going to read that book because it's just not in my wheelhouse of things that I enjoy, and me reading that book is sort of – going to be a waste of time like it's going to be a waste of time because I'm never going to get through it I'm never going to finish it so like if if you know you're going to really dislike a book like you should not read it
0: (laughs) yes also Bria, I made a huge I had a huge stunning revelation this week that I had to share with you because I think it also applies to you Mm. um so Jeremy and I were talking this week about Jeremy had like finished a book and he really liked it and he was like oh or he's like i like this book three stars and i was like what what is wrong with you three stars and i realized in that moment we were like started to, started to talk about that for me i look at the star rating as grades yeah. five stars is an a Four stars is a B. Yeah, correct. Uh, three C. stars is a, a C. And so I And I said that to Jeremy and I was like, he was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. And I was like, you gave a book that you liked a C? He was like, yeah, C's great. C's passing. And maybe because I am, I think because I'm so bonkers about grades, mm-hmm. I was like a C a C? C's are unacceptable to me. I was, and he was like, I don't think that way at all. I was. He's like, I think a C is totally acceptable. It's a passing grade. Wow. And I was so horrified. And I wonder if that's why you and I only give things four and five stars. Yeah, because look, if I, I mean,
1: I don't do this anymore, but I am I can imagine myself doing this. If I did something and someone gave it a three stars, like like something I made as an artist and like someone gave it three stars, I'd be like, Oh, they hate my guts. Like that person hates my guts. They wish I would just go burn, (laughs) go outside and set myself afire. You know, like they like do not like me. Like I would like take it so
0: personally that because I I, I've never gotten a C in my life. Like as a a student. Yeah. Even if it didn't apply to me, like if I was in school and I saw a friend got like a B plus, I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry like that sucks or if i got like i I consider anything less than an a just like not good yeah so i wonder if that colors the way that we think about i mean i really i was like maybe it's just in in reading in glassers, please email us because i'm very interested in your thoughts uh if you if you are the sort of person that feels this way about grades like bria and i do if you if you also apply that to your book review system like your your book rating systems because it's so I, I mean I remember getting seeing people in school and they're like oh yes I got a C I pass and if like I got a C I would go walk into the ocean oh yeah like yeah. I would be so sad same it, it Which has nothing saying, to do with wheelhouses
1: by the way which but, what we're saying I just want to be clear like it's okay to get a C school grading systems are completely bonkers and completely irrelevant when it comes to life <laughs> Um, yes yeah,
0: but again like it, i just realized maybe it's just because i'm like a very much a hermione granger kind of person mm-hmm. i was like wow i really wonder how much that affects all the things in my life again nothing to do with wheelhouses but it was this like stunning revelation to me i was like i gotta talk to brie about this on reading glasses we gotta get the reading glass we gotta get the glasser's opinion on this mm-hmm. um but yeah, uh, we hope that you uh, think about your wheelhouse. Maybe if you've already, if you've been listening to the show for a while and you did, made your wheelhouse a while ago, um, and you already did it for the reading glasses challenge, why don't you look, take a look at it again, revamp it a little bit, see what's changed, see if you maybe aren't interested in anything in something. You know anymore, or maybe you've added something to it. I think it's it's interesting to see how um, re- wheelhouses change. I definitely I read a bunch of books last year that made me realize that the interior lives of women are in my wheelhouse, and it's something that I didn't know before. So I think your wheelhouse evolves as you. As you read, maybe you find, maybe you think something isn't in your wheelhouse and then you read a really good book about that thing. And you're like, oh, when this is done really well, I fucking love it. And this is totally in my wheelhouse.
1: And um, Gloucester, just so you know, I'm going to make a little printout for everybody. So you can print out, you can go to the MaximumFun.org page and print out um, something that you can write your wheelhouse on if you want somewhere, something cute
0: to hang up. Oh, that's a really good idea. That's adorable. Uh, so you can send your thoughts to reading glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a reader problem, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, oh, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst? Disappointment And confusion We're all tied together By four years of trauma At this place But enjoy adulthood I guess The truth is It was both So join me On the JV Club podcast Where I invite Some great friends Like Kristen Bell Angela Kinsey Oscar Nunez Neil Patrick Harris And Keegan Michael Key To talk about high school The good The bad And everything in between My teenage mood swings
1: Are getting harder to manage
0: The JV Club Find it on Maximum Fun Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Jessica writes in... I thought the pandemic stress was driving me away from reading and to Netflix. However, I recently set up my hammock for the afternoon and was able to dive deep into a book. Clearly, my issue is my brain doesn't want me to read inside. Here's my problem. I live in Rhode Island. Mm. We had a freak weekend of 70 degree weather and that's not happening again for like six months. How do I get in a reading mood inside again? Bonus, my wheelhouse is female coming of age. Bonus points if that includes magic powers. Double bonus if she doesn't know about the powers. YA about teens in other countries Retelling, retellings of Jane Austen and Shakespeare, (laughs) amazing Bria. What should uh, what should Jessica do?
1: Okay, is it possible to move said hammock inside? Okay, that that sounds wild. And look, I it's like one of my dreams to have an indoor hammock because it's just like that sounds so luxurious. Um, but I maybe the hammock equivalent, you know, like I love my little book nook or any place just dedicated to reading. I actually just got um. An oil diffuser. I have, I have several, but I got a not an oil diffuser. What do you call them? When the steam comes out and you put oil in it. Oh, a humidifier. I got a humidifier, but you put oil, like essential oils, in it. An oilifier. An (laughs) oilifier, and you know, and it makes the room smell good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a new one. I have more. I have multiple, but I got a new one. <laughs> I'm just
0: imagining you surrounded
1: by steam creating machines. Oh, I love them. Well, it gets so dry here in the winter in Los Angeles, and my skin gets dry. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, ah, like my throat is like, yeah, like it's dry. Really bad. It's like not cold, but it's dry as hell. Um, So, anyway, I got this other, this new humidifier, whatever. The oil, I think it's called an oil diffuser. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I
0: think think that's right.
1: But it makes these, it has cool like little neon colors. And I love turning that on as I'm reading or doing work because it feels like, oh, I'm settling in. You know, like like there's something about it. Um, But if you can find a place, I think this is a location specific. Like find a place and it's like the cozy chair with the space heater and the blanket and the warm wooly socks or lotion socks. My brother gave me lotion socks for Christmas. (laughs)
0: Okay, I got some lotion socks what? from Jeremy's family last year you did? for Christmas. I love them. I love them, and Jeremy hates them so much. Why? Because the inside of them feels, like, weird. Oh, yeah, that's what I love about and it. And if I, like, take them off and leave them there, he's like, oh, they're so gross. Yeah, <laughs> lotion socks are,
1: no, you can't leave them around. You have to put them, I put them back in the package when I'm done, and they don't last that well. How many, how many, how many times have you used them? Not many times. Okay. But like they
0: have like a little, like it's like
1: the inside is like gel or something, but they're not, it's not, there's not lotion in them,
0: which is. Yes. Yeah. There there. is an episode of Doom Patrol where, did you, have you got to the episode of Doom Patrol where they meet like the weird slimy pink people? No. uh Uh-uh. No, there's an episode of Doom Patrol uh, where they meet the pink, like these pink slimy people, and that's what Jeremy thinks the the socks look like. Nice. They, like their feet. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Um, anyway, get you some lotion socks. Get you some. I just love like a space heater. That's like my favorite. I love to blast a space heater, and then I'm like, why am I so dry? Uh, uh, and have a dedicated space. I think. I think it's a space issue. And um, I mean, write us back if your house is like, you know, a, if you live in a closet or something cuz then that won't work, but I think if you can find a way to like dedicate a space, like carve out a little nook that could serve the same thing as the hammock. If you can't move the hammock inside, which I assume you can't. Um,
0: what about you? Um, well, first off, I do want to say I I do know people who have moved their hammocks inside. My friend Liberty Hardy, um, she has uh, she has a couple like big comfy indoor sitting areas, but she moved, she, I don't know if she still has it up for a while. She had a hammock hanging up. You need a lot of space to move a hammock inside. Hammocks are big. Yeah. Um, also second thing. Oh my God. I miss Rhode Island. I love Rhode Island so much. I used to live in Providence. Uh, so I and I and I am in agreement with you, Priya Je- Jessica. I think it may not be the outside part, but I think that Jessica needs a separate reading space away from a TV or a computer or other distracting things. I think it's uh, you know one extra tough during the winter, two extra extra tough when you're in a place like we are where we're all still in lockdown. You know, it's not like I am a big proponent of park reading, but obviously you know be going outside in any shape or form right now in Los Angeles is dangerous to your life so that is you know we can we can't go out uh, so my advice for this is uh find and maybe even dedicate if you have the space a spot in your house that is I, I, Bria talked about the comfy part I'm going to talk about the distraction free part mm. and that's like dedicated for reading uh, I think some of the readability that comes from sitting in your hammock is that it's a spot meant for relaxing and reading you know it's tough to focus on reading if you're sitting in the same spot where you watch the country fall apart on CNN mm-hmm. uh, you know last night hockey this, this week is the week that hockey season has started up again and me and Jeremy's team uh, played their first game last night and we were sitting there and I was like it's so weird but also nice to watch live of TV that isn't devoted to our country's crumbling democracy (laughs) because you get so with all everything that's going on, you know, we've all been so glued to the TV for the past year and it's tough to sit in that exact same spot and also expect your brain to get any reading done because like you're like, oh, this is the miserable spot. Like this is where I get bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Also just TV in general. I mean, like there's
1: they say you shouldn't have a TV in your bedroom and that kind of thing. And I do find that I, I don't go and read in the rooms in my house that have, I, I mean, we actually only have one TV in our house, but the TV room is the TV room. Like, and I like that it's dedicated yeah. to watching television. The walls are filled with DVDs. Everything can be like that, but I don't, I don't want that in the rest. Like, I don't like it in my bedroom. I don't like it. And I have yeah. like a living room. I have a, like an office living room that I can hang out in and read in and work in.
0: Yeah. I think, um, it's not so much, oh, I'm outside. This is lovely. It's I'm away from the TV. I'm in a hammock. So maybe I don't have my phone with me. Like you're away from all these other Mm -hmm. distractions. So if there's a way for you to, you know, maybe even set up shop in bed, like find a place in your apartment or house or room that is as far away from distractions as possible. And then do what Bria said and make it comfy. Put on your, your slimy, you know, weird lotion socks and you know get warm get get a nice beverage and like ritualize your reading Mm -hmm. if you can you know do things to like put you in the mindset maybe light a candle do whatever you need to do to like tell your brain oh now it is reading time whether it's wearing those socks or like something sensory that says to your body oh now we're not working we are reading now and i I really think that stuff like that is helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. So it is time to answer a recommendation request. Uh, this one is anonymous, and we're not going to read all the circumstances surrounding the request either. Just know that it is a t- for a teenager who is in a tough spot. Um, and the request is any uplifting YA books you can recommend for a quote-unquote n- new non-bina- non-binary slash genderqueer queer kid to have during free time Bria what should this teenager read
1: um well, there's this comic that I would recommend if they are open to comics um, called On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden. It takes place in spa- oh, space. Oh, I remember
0: you loved this one. Yeah, it's
1: really cute. It's It takes place in space. It has uh, non-binary binary characters, a lot of found family. Um, very cute. It's a boarding school theme in part of it. What about that? Sounds great. Um, and um, But they have challenges. They have things they have to overcome. They have to, like, work together. So it, it, is, it is really good. It's also a honker, so it's not like a normal one you can just breeze breeze through. I mean, I'm Mallory and Aaron. I'm Facetime right now, but it is like
0: several inches. I remember thick. seeing it in your house. It's it's just like it's, it's, a, it's a book you could use to hold the hold the door open. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, it's 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 a it's a nice book, and I like that the characters are um uh is a variety of characters with a variety of uh, gender gender identities um and uh. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun little little it's a fun big ass
0: book. Uh, What (laughs) what is is your recommendation for this person? I really I do hope this teenager is open to graphic novels, and um, please for the person who we're recommending this book to, if this um, teenager doesn't like graphic novels, please write back to us. Maybe oh, are you doing the, uh, a graphic or, uh, novel too? We're both doing graphic novels. Yes. Okay. Because um, if the, the teenager is unable to, to see the graphic novel, please um, let mm-hmm. us know and we'll recommend audio, things that can be, that are audiobooks. Um, but my recommendation for this is uh, Mooncakes by Suzanne Walker and Wendy Hsu. Uh It is an adorable, magical YA graphic novel. Uh, it is fun. The art is cute as hell. And one of the main characters is non-binary. It's about a teen witch and a werewolf in New England. So already, obviously, big uh Mallory Wheelhouse book and they're battling dark forces as they also battle having a crush on each other uh what else do you need uh I think this book is perfect and I think your recommendation is perfect for this as well as uh for a non-binary teen who just needs their spirits lifted because at first my first um uh instinct for this was like, oh, I got to read like a memoir to like maybe a coming out as non-binary memoir, something that's like kind of, um, you know, maybe triumphant, but also a little bit heavy. And I was like, no, if a teen needs their spirits lifted, what better than just like a fun graphic novel that also has representation for them, but maybe we'll take their mind off things. And it's just, uh, you know, a blast and something that they can sort of get, um, you know, escape into. And sounds like both of these Books fit that description. Yeah. Uh, so mine is Mooncakes by Suzanne Walker and Wendy shu And mine is On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden. Uh, and as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and Jessica, who run our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy reading glasses, tote bags, and stickers and shirts at the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, it is really great for us it helps us reach more listeners it helps us look really fancy people go and let they look on reading glasses and they're like wow they have over a thousand reviews people must really like this show and uh it, it if we get to 2000 it will only be even better uh you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading g podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and, and thanks for reading, reading.